We're on. I was <laughs> expecting for you to play the music like you normally do and then start it. Anyway, apparently I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Oh, well, I was expecting to hear it. I'm sorry, everybody. Thank you for tuning in with us. We're uh, doing a special live show tonight with Norman and Cheryl Howdy Show. I got it right. And we're going to be talking about crystals. Thank you for tuning in. This is Otherland Dreams. I am Lady Stars and Fire. And Hill Hippie is back there playing on the boards. Say hi. You hi. don't know what I'm doing. See? <laughs> That's how he is. Anyway, say hi, everybody, to Norman and Cheryl Howdy Show. Hello. Hello. So what's up? Tell me about some stones. First off, what is this one? Because I'm really being drawn to it. <clears throat> this is fluorite. Um, a strong stone for, uh, for cleansing, for self-assurance. It's just as soon as you pulled it out, I was like, my mind was saying it was adventuring, and I'm like, that is not. But I was being pulled to it, so I wanted to know. But thank you. Okay, proceed on. Tell me about crystals today, honey. Well, first off, <laughs> Cheryl and I would like to thank you and Hill Hippie very much for uh, having us on this time again. And uh, the first time, um, since that first time, uh, it's been a lot more uh, interaction. There's, it's It's been a, a wild ride since then, and we're... Very appreciative of uh, what you've done mm -hmm. and uh, and how this mutual thing is taking off. So thank you very much. Yes, thank thank you. you too. I think it's a wonderful thing for all of us. So when you approached us about doing a show, when we started talking about <coughs> stones and crystals, I thought about the, the people that come into the shop and how, uh, you know, a lot of them ask, stones you know what about stones they you know they're just rocks well no wrong um man has actually been using stones for energy and healing since 900 to a million years ago uh for energy healing for energy downloads um shamans indians have been using them for their healing properties and because they are created by the hand of creator, just like we are, they have <clears throat> those same healing properties in them that, that uh, other things do. Um, stones, we are made of energy. Uh, stones are made of vibrational energy. And um, when you match those two together, um, it, it's a perfect combination for... Uh, for healing disease, for helping you to feel better, for controlling anxiety, uh, for vast, vast amounts of yes. things. Yes. So um, I started thinking more and more about how to explain stones. And <clears throat> at the shop I do, I, I explain it one or two ways. Most people who understand energy, I explain the stones as either um, that they're all doctors. Mm -hmm. uh, the main ones that we'll talk about tonight are primary care physicians. They're the ones that heal the whole body and, and work together with you to find out how to get you back into tune. I have a question. Yes. Oh, I already know the answer, but I, I want to go down that road because... People get into crystals and they, you know, 
for a, a major variety of reasons. And crystals are a wonderful, glorious, beautiful thing. I love my crystals. But like you said right in the beginning, some people are like, they're just rocks. Crystals have reasons that we've come to understand what they mean, and they mean different things as we get to know them better for ourselves. But what about the person who does... Okay, like Hill Hippie and I, we go uh, hiking a lot. And sometimes you want the rock. What is your opinion or your, your thought of not the crystal, but the rock, too? Okay. Um, so I'm you're just looking breaking at the rock you off. as are, are in you, raw form. Are you yeah. talking raw versus tumbled? Yeah, no, I'm okay. talking like you found it out in nature and something called to you and it's not been taken care of any way, shape, or form, but I'm, I, I, I need to keep you. That is a, a strong way that we make connection with stones. Um, you know, is by seeing and having that 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 feeling that there's something more about you than just a, a brown rock with dirt on it. I don't know what it is, but there's that connection somehow that I need you. No, and you know? and, and I and want I said ask the question because, like I said, I already knew it, but some people don't know the sure. difference, and you may actually be called to because from time to time, I come across a rose quartz that's still just a rock in its form, but they don't realize what they're getting into. Like Did you just go to get those out of the yard? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm all about the crystals and, and stuff, but sometimes we're also drawn to the raw, and we don't even know or realize why. And I just wanted to touch base on it before you got into... <laughs> all of the stuff that really deserves it. But people also do get into the rocks and don't really realize they're actually being pulled to the crystals. But for some reason, this natural one is like important too. You know what I'm saying? With, without the aid of uh, hallucinogens or, <laughs> or anything along those lines, um, you, Look at what? you can be... <laughs> special mushrooms or anything like that. Um, now you're talking my language. Stones will call <laughs> to you. Um, that vibrational energy that's within stones and within us is a two-way street. And they have a way of sensing what's going on in you, what you need, how they need to work for you and what particular property within them will best work for you. But that's what I was getting at before sure. you started getting into all of this because sometimes you're like like me, I am love my crystals and I I know I don't I'm not I don't know a shit ton about them, but I know enough. You know and and I I love my crystals and I know which ones I need at what time, but then also there's sometimes the ones that I've collected that are just like mine and as you've done that with the ones that you you know that you purchase that are crystals, there are also those ones that from time to time you go back to and for whatever reason you're like, I know this is this for me and I need this one today. And that's completely fine. And and that's mm -hmm. your gut feeling, that's your intuition, that's mm -hmm. your whatever you want to call it, that's 
you know, your connection with the stone. And the oneness so, and everything yeah. else in a form. I mean, on a bigger aspect. Yeah. But I just wanted to touch up on that before you got going on everything you have. Um, and if you go back to Lemuria, when uh, a lot of this started, you know, we had an even stronger co connection with the stones because we were still in more of our um, ghostish energy form. energy form. And we were... We had stones implanted in our foreheads, and those stones were for for healing, for giving us information, for us to download memories mm -hmm. and and keep records of. And uh, you know, stones have played a a large part of spirits' history uh, since the dawn of creation. So. Now, earlier I said, um, or the, the other way that I use to describe stones are that stones are like children. Now, number one, they have an abundance of energy. <coughs> number two, stones will mimic what they see, or for stones, they'll take the energy around them that's present. So whatever energy that's within you, they're going to draw. Number three, stones are like children because they both need to be cleansed often. And number four, stones are like children because if you put too many of them together without supervision, it's going to be <laughs> overwhelming. But aren't they also like children because just like a human being, they need to be loved. They do, and uh, we will get to cleansing and taking care of them a little later, but, um, you know, they are providing more than you know to help you out and showing them love with, with cleansing and with uh, setting your intention with them um, plays a big part in, um, in this relationship that we have with stones. I, I agree. I'm just saying, I always tell people, I'm like, well, you, you have to make friends with a man. I'm like, if you're not, I'm like, you can't just, whether it's a rock outside, a crystal you've bought, or with an intention or, or whatever, I'm like, if you just take it and hold on to it, you don't even make friends with it. How are you expected you to really to help you? You have to be able to connect with it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so you have to be able to get into that connection. It's not something I'm just going to buy, put on the shelf, and, oh, it should do what I want it to because I said so. You need to make that connection. And in that sense, that's I agree with you. I mean, on they're like children. You have to love them. You have to nurture them. You have you, to work with them. You can take a stone and say it should do what I want it to do because I said so, and it will do that to a certain degree. If you take that same stone and say, I love you, I want you to do this for me, we're working together, I'm going to you know, cleanse you under the light of the full moon and so forth, it's going to do that all the more because you're showing it love. See, for me, not to get you completely off your subject, so I'll try to make it quick, but for me, I've noticed, all right, now I'm a Leo, so I can be a bit cocky. So my best interest with the Stones relationship is, is I apologize to it before we even start. <laughs> I'm like, I know that I'm going to love you, and I know I'm going to do a lot of shit wrong. 
and I'm not going to do exactly the way that you wish I would like you to, but can you work on forgiving me and I'll work on getting better about it? And I remind the stone this over and over and we become a better relationship. But that's because, like I said, I'm aware that I'm cocky and I forget this on my level of in life. And then I'm like, oh yeah, wait a minute, I haven't been nice to you. And then they start being all nice to me again. And I feel that that's important because there's gotta be people like there, like me out there who have the same issue. All right, well I'm gonna throw this right back at you, okay? <laughs> a diamond starts off as coal Mm -hmm. that's put under a lot of pressure, a lot of heat, and turns into a diamond, mm -hmm. okay? So most of these stones are saying right now, give us what you got, and we'll turn it into something that is of great benefit to both of us. I agree. It, it, you know, it, that's exactly what I'm saying, where it's the working together, but I have met people who give up on them so quickly because they don't put forth any effort. Oh, exactly. I, I definitely yeah. agree with you there. And, you know, going back to what you said, oh, okay, this is a smoky quartz. All right, it's going to do everything for me, and I don't have to do Shit. a thing. Okay? <laughs> well, uh, no, because this is 49% of the equation. 51% is what you've got here. Right. And setting your intention and living it as if you've already got it is the way that makes it happen. Exactly. Okay. We're not all going to be, you know, all we have to do is sit under the, the, the tulip tree and, and drink mint juleps for the rest of life. No, we've got to actually work for it. I love you. <laughs> I had to think about that as I was going along because I was going to go on a tangent elsewhere. That's why I was I like, I love it. you. I was like, listen, he's getting excited. <laughs> Okay, I'll shut right up. Now proceed. <laughs> so, um, so people come in. I direct them to the <clears throat> primary care physicians. And um, a lot of people ask, okay, so what are the major stones that I should have? What should I start with? So the, the largest percent of stones that you should start with are from the quartz family. Mm-hmm. And a lot of stones work good with the body because their chemical compound are similar to ours, okay? Quartz, for instance. Quartz is made up of uh, a strong silica base. And in, our, uh, in the water that is in our body, the 70% water, that water is a silica-based as well. So... Clear quartz, very strong for a, uh, a very strong amplifier. It's strong for strength. <laughs> yeah, it's good for strength. It's good for helping you to reconnect with yourself and get yourself back into alignment throughout all of your chakras. In addition, um, clear quartz is lovely because I don't know if you can see that in there or not, but um, a lot of these stones have... Uh, hold memories of things that have happened uh, previous on earth. And there is uh, quite a few stories in these that you can reflect on and uh, gain knowledge from. It's like a time so, piece. Exactly. I always uh, also refer the quartz in two different ways when I tell people. I'm like, for one, a quartz 
in a form is like a little bit of everything. I was like, and with the abundance of it, and when I, I'm like, it's kind of like, like, when we get into our spiritual energy to a level, I'm like, we're kind of like a battery. Are we connected? Are we a positive connection or a negative connection as a battery? I was like, well, the quartz is already a connected positive battery. Mm -hmm. I was like, so when you connect better with it, then it becomes stronger. Because some people pick up more energy from the other stones than a quartz. True. And there's reasons behind that, but there they is. have to figure that out for themselves. Um, every stone has multiple um, gifts, blessings, whatever you want to call it, that they provide. For instance, the carnelian that I'm wearing, um, it probably falls 250th on the list as far as being something to connect your crown to your higher self and making that spiritual connection. But for me, it, it, that's, that's my connection. It's number one on my list right. for stones that I go to to do that. So, you know, for you, it, it may not do that at all. For the next person, it may be, you know, high on the list as well. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit later about, you know, how stones are supposedly for the chakras, but that's an entirely different ball game as yes, well. So, <laughs> um, so that was clear quartz. This is rose quartz, and we will talk later about whether it should be raw or it should be uh, polished, whether it should be a shape or something. But rose quartz, here again, silica-based, um, it is a stone of love, um, primary for self-love uh, and, and getting ourselves to uh, be connected with ourselves, to reconnect with our heart-centeredness, um, but it, it helps us to see things through love's perspective. Now, their names don't end in quartz. However, <laughs> Amethyst That's is cute. a member of the quartz family. And um, Amethyst is best known as uh, the all healer of people stone um, because, because of its helping you to reconnect, helping you to get back to your centeredness. It's very good for calming. It's gentle healing. Um, and it's, it's uh, for a lot of people, it's a very good stone to have if you have trouble sleeping. It will help you to, uh, to sleep. And uh, in doing my research for all of these this time, it also come up as one of the number one stones to help out and to carry if you have migraines. So that is another member of the quartz family. And this is citrine. Um, citrine is like clear quartz, um, very good for strength, uh, a very good amplifier. Um, it is also very good for abundance and prosperity. Um, and I learned from another stone guy not too long ago that this is a heat-treated version of amethyst. Um, when it's heat-treated, it turns this color. When you find citrine that is um, true raw, um, it almost looks 
clear, like um, pale yellow, very pale yellow. Yeah, very pale yellow. I so. had heard too that about what you were just saying about the amp am amethyst. Sort to that say way. amethyst, but and I was gonna ask because some people get confused because don't it eventually turn into the other? Turn into. I don't remember where I read it before, but some people will be confused by the citrine versus the amethyst when it's heat treated. I remember reading it somewhere. I'm not sure. Now, I know that sometimes you will find all of these grow in veins uh, or cavities underground. And you will find cavities that have amethyst in one area. In the next area will be citrine. And then right where they merge, you'll see purple with streaks or, or background colors of the, the brownish or yellowish in it. And uh, that is is known as ametrine, All right, that uh, might which be is very exactly strong in the same properties. Here again, quartz. Um, so it, it does. Together. Yep. Plus, I had heard, <clears throat> and I'm asking because you know I could be very wrong. There's all there's always information. Listen, people, there is always information on the internet that is lies or misunderstood. So you can't always take everything you have at face value when you hear it. That's why I'm asking the question, because. I think I had heard something about how they grow together. People would get them confused. But just like with the rose quartz and stuff, if it's left out in the sun too long, eventually it starts to fade. Mm -hmm. And then with the fading, it can become confused as to what stone you actually have. Yes, in, in, in one so. sense. So, very I, much so. I, I think that's where my mind was going with it. Okay. So, also, citrine. <laughs> Look. Citrine. The pale yellow version. Um, <laughs> also, citrine, very good for fibromyalgia and for um, increasing your metabolism. So, uh, here's where Cheryl should you know, interject a joke about me using it for... Uh, hundred or so pounds of it, but I was just thinking on. the same thing uh, for myself. I'm not not for the, you. I was I was cracking I'm not it on quick myself. On the joke, like, so. I'm gonna steal yeah, that. How from can I <laughs> my arms and, and last but not least from the quartz family is smoky quartz, which sorry, following my notes. Um, reduces anxiety and it gently restores physical energy to the wearer. I heard also it's good for uh, like sexual energy too. I I I, I run a family shop. <laughs> All right, I shall shut right up. Thank you. Have a nice day. <laughs> well, that's not necessarily a bad thing though. I mean, like uh, like I was doing the video this week, and I relate that to like the sacral chakra, and so mm -hmm. sexual energy is not exactly. just about that. It's about good feeling good about yourself. So you have to be able to. Have, understand sexuality without necessarily always having to have sex. It's about feeling good about yourself and I think in a sense that would be a good stone also in that sense that, to help you feel good about yourself and coming into like I said, if you if you can feel good enough to stretch your stuff a little bit mm -hmm. to have pep in your stuff, then that's you having a healthy shakal chakra. So, okay. I should and, have my back and, up. and there are, yeah. <laughs> Definitely plenty of stones for those type of things. Uh, um, so, 
Ooh, it's just really? one that's always been in the back of my mind in that form. What? I said, oh, really? We could go into a lot of unique <laughs> shapes of stones that are out there. Oh, come that on, That I man. don't carry in the shop, but... Um, that's, that's, un that's unoriginal. <laughs> Any jerk with a chisel can make some a phallic shape. Well... <laughs> but they may not do a good job with it, okay? <laughs> I'm not interested either way. <laughs> I want energy, man, not shapes. Except for the crystal balls are kind of fun to play with. Phrasing. Also <laughs> high on the list. I'm moving right along. <laughs> uh, also on the list of uh, general practitioners, um, probably my next favorite uh, and when we get to the part about cleansing stones, uh, you'll see why, is selenite. Um, number one, it's beautiful because, <coughs> I don't know if anybody can see this, but if you've ever looked at selenite, it grows in strands. Um, it's like very sharp um, splinters. You get yeah, one in I your finger, you're really uh, up the creek. But... Um, could you maybe show a few of them? I can. <laughs> you can talk. Now that is um, a selenite tower, but it comes in many different forms. Selenite's greatest uh, attribute is the fact that it cleanses other stones. So if I take and pair one next to it, and yes, they gotta be touching. Um, it will take the negativity out of that other stone so that, um, or cleanse that other stone so that you don't have to worry about, oh my God, my stone needs to be cleansed and it's two and a half weeks until the full moon, what do I do? Um, so selenite, very good for that. Uh, it's also a magnifier. So we'll talk about black tourmaline in a minute. But black tourmaline is best for removing negativity. If you pair black tourmaline with selenite, now you can get rid of the in-laws that are you know, coming <laughs> over and you know, won't leave and always complain about your cooking or the way that you treat other people. Um, and that will help remove that negativity from, from your home. So, But selenite, don't you still have to cleanse the selenite? Uh, yeah, well... Technically, no, but like we were talking about earlier, you always want to. Uh, what the? What you just did. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. She hopped on Facebook. Oh. Um, shame on you. She I had to um, know. <laughs> so, um, showing it love, yeah, I. Uh, suggest putting it out under the full moon all the time. Mm -hmm. okay. That doesn't necessarily just, mean outside. We'll, we'll get there. I'm just making sure. We'll, we'll get there. I keep throwing him off, Mark. Anyway, <laughs> apologize. So, selenite cleanser, magnifier. Black tourmaline definitely should be in everybody's arsenal of, of uh, stones. Um, and when I why say arsenal, give, I don't mean to throw them, okay? Why don't you just okay, show for, them all no, real don't. fast? Um, Negativity, fear, it helps with uh, chakra alignment. So very good stone. These, um, I didn't have big versions to bring, so uh, I brought what I had. 
This next one is sodalite. It's good for your throat chakra and helping you be able to to speak your thoughts when you have trouble conveying them. It's also good for anxiety and for a balance between your mind and your emotion. He'll <laughs> be looking for the one I gave him because I've given him one of the of these before. <laughs> yeah, it was the one that you had as a necklace for a while. Oh yeah, I gave that to a kid who absolutely needed it. Ah. So this next one is fluorite. It's very good for concentration, for balancing positive and negative uh, fields within the body, and it helps people to be impartial. Some say it is also a very good stone for, uh, for cleansing others. Um, it comes in different hues. You'll find it in green, uh, from light green to dark green into some very uh, strong purples as well. Isn't it a good spiritual stone too? Yeah. Yes. Just in general. Yep. Um, green adventuring uh, is very good for the heart chakra. And as we were talking earlier, green adventuring is also a very good stone for fertility. You would think that would be more for heart than fertility. You would think that would go with, well, never mind, let me just shut up. <laughs> I'm taking it in the wrong direction. But you know what? Adventuring is also good for legs, for healing legs. My mom has problems with her legs, and I used to make her little, little bracelets and stuff. Anklets, not bracelets, that would help her legs a lot. And just, just by making adventuring ones. So I'm, I'm going to uh, shamelessly plug this book here. Um, <laughs> this is probably our number most one. favorite and number one selling book at the shop for stones uh, for a number of reasons. First, in the back, it has a full list of ailments and issues that one can have, and it lists a great deal of the number of stones that are... Um, that are known to work on those uh, issues. Um, and also, I get a lot of people walking into my shop going, I found this, can you tell me what it is? And, um, you know, right after my human side says, it's a rock, silly. <laughs> um, I, the book is laid out in color order so it narrows things down a lot easier for you to find um, something in 10 or 12 pages versus all 623 so the complete crystal handbook great reference guide to have for for stones and um, shameless plug <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> so um, I told you I was going to do this. Yeah. So uh, there are two other stones that uh, are very, very, very important um, <laughs> to from <me>. their property <laughs> standpoints, but uh, to my particular health because they're ones that my wife is in love with, and that is um, Labradorite and uh, Lapis Lazuli. Lap 
Uh-huh. Labradorite. Okay, so Labradorite for me, which I also have it in um, a good a good friend made um, mala beads for me, which I'm playing with right now. But uh, for, it's Labradorite can be a calming stone, but also it's uh, to work with your higher self, your higher consciousness, um, to be able to work on different planes at the same time. So being a medium and tuning into the spirit world, um, it's, I don't find it a necessity. I find it very helpful um, with that connection. And I have also used the stone um, to do vision work with um, ancient civilizations, which is very interesting because it can take you back to the ancient times. Um, so lapis lazuli, which is my bracelet, which also looks like sodalite. So don't get confused with that. Lapis lazuli is bluer um, and less tans and browns, um, such as sodalite does have that. Um, here we go. I'm sorry for laughing. I'm just realizing me and you carry, carry the same stones. The one you yeah. have, your labradorite. Your labdorite is what I put in my shaman mask for right on my head. Oh, boom! Yeah, it's, it's oh, time I know. To lift it takes, up and go. Yep, it does. It's uh, labradorite takes you straight up. I think. Yeah, it takes me straight up. Energy and let's yeah. just go. Yep. And I always carry the lapis too. Lapis. I mean, I like lapis very much. Lapis is good for calming, but it's also in order to speak the truth. So once again, being a medium, speaking. Um, <laughs> I have problems speaking in mass groups, um, but it, to to give information to a client, um, to be able to speak is a necessity. So it helps with the vocalization of speaking to give the information, get the information across. But that's their their properties anyway. I just. Do you wear those two normally? Yes. You know what? Hmm. It's probably a cipher together of helping make sure when you are speaking, you're ciphering all the energy so you're getting it right. Probably. And these are my these are my two stones. I do have other stones that I carry in my purse, but, but these but are But those aren't blue. They're not blue. They're not no, the one blue she is a whole loves. other story in my life. <laughs> Can't you tell? Um, <laughs> but there is a whole other story about blue. Um, that's a whole other story. Um, but yes, these definitely have a lot of meaning. So the Labradorite also, depending on um, the look of it, can be very cosmic, which has to do with the astral plane and um, the universe. So it's just very easy to... I like the blue labyrinths best. Yeah, definitely. Plus they go with your... In some cases, well, a lot of... Okay. Most people have heard, like, your birthstone is this or mm. your birthstone is that. Yeah, yeah, that can be, but there are so many more than just those 12. Correct. Because I know that one, the blue labyrinth, also goes with my birthday. So... I don't remember how I came across it, but I mean, and I was like, and what month is that? Mine's birthday is July 28th. Somehow or another that mm. comes within a, like a week's time. 
uh, after, I don't remember how I came across it, but I was like, well, no wonder I, I love you. It falls into stuff that I, I, I mm. what I'm, I'm saying is, is like, like, you have the monthly, you know, like, each, you have, we, we're told, typically, you have the 12 months, and these are mm-hmm. your birthstones, but maybe you're not drawn to that one. Like, rubies don't do crap for me. And I'm garnet, <laughs> and I... Yeah. Yeah. But there's other ones I've come across. What is it? There's also, I think, Periot is one. Peridot. Okay. I couldn't remember. It's a- um, and it's another one that I'm like, oh, and it technically falls into my birthstone mm-hmm. stuff, too. So, I mean, the more research you do and more learning you do about that there stuff. There are. And yourself. Many other stones out there for the months. Right. I mean, you more find unique there. ones. Just because this one doesn't work for you doesn't mean that this one won't exactly it's all preference no no not at all because you touched on blue you touched on different stones for the um birthstones birthstones and what i'm going to talk about next are all the people that come in asking for stones for their chakras and roy g biv (laughs) bless his heart i just want to smack the crap out of him um If you want to come in and pick out red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, and walk home and say, I've got my chakra set of stones, that's fine. If your intention is that they're going to work, then they will work for you. But like I've said, each stone has tens, if not hundreds of different metaphysical properties that they could do for you, then, you know, your crown chakra which is is violet could actually be orange uh like this carnelian works for me on my crown connection um your your heart chakra may be red um you know it it's a matter of what the stone's properties are and how in balance or out of balance your chakras are um as, as to what's going to work for you. So uh, you can go by the color to start, but don't. Okay? Um, get, get that color thing out of your mind when it comes to the energies of stones. It doesn't necessarily have to be um, no. blue for this, green for that, and, or, or and whatever. And just to say we don't carry the typical stone chakra stone sets. We have people coming in asking for them. I, I, we won't carry them. Just, I think just, that's best. Just because of this reason. And the other reason, too, is the stones, like Norm was talking, work differently for different people in different areas. So Exactly. How my chakra set actually has, like, three black stones in it. Exactly. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I mean, like, three black stones, and then there's a clear quartz, but, and, and I don't know. But, I mean, it's. It, you wouldn't and you wouldn't know that it was for that. So other than that's happened to be what it is for me. Exactly. So when somebody right. walks in, you're not in, saying that there's that much negativity in your chakras, right? No, no, no. I'm okay. not. I have issues in some spots, but we're not we're not a negative person. <laughs> so when people walk in and ask about the chakra sets or chakra stones, I actually do a chakra reading, um, which is reading the seven chakras, but then somehow, depending on my guides, whatever they direct me to, I start going into medical issues or physical. I I just say it could be physical, mental, or spiritual, wherever it goes, because you have 
seven layers of auras. You have seven chakras, seven main chakras. Okay, there are 21, but you have seven main one, ones. So it's going in and reading those chakras. I might be asking questions just to see if I'm tuning in. And then it's the stones telling me where they need to work. And that's just how I do it. The stones talk to me. Um, they tell me where they need to go. People can walk out of there with sometimes four stones, up to ten stones. It just depends. I've seen some out of balance to the point where, you know, it's hematite magnetic balls, one in each hand or one in each pocket, just for balancing. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, all different things. And nine times out of ten, these people will be doing either yoga or meditation, and I try to get them to put the stones physically on them for the meditation purposes to allow the energy of the stones to work in those areas. Um, but every person is different, so not all seven chakra stones in a set are going to work for every person because they're just not. And sometimes, and this really has nothing to do with crystals, other than for people who have no idea about anything to do with crystals. You'll have people who will buy, just like you were saying, because they, in their mind, they've been taught these are the colors. Yep. And then they're buying junk, and I mean junk. Like, it's the, I, and plastic is not going to be the same as a crystal. No. I mean, it may, in, on an intuition level, it may help you because, you know, on, a, on an intuition and psychic level, you're connecting it that way. You're connecting to, help, to the color. You're connecting not, to the color and, and you're not, connecting to the idea of healing oneself exactly. in that way. But you're not actually using crystals in this. You no. are, plastic is plastic, mm -hmm. you know, and there's definitely a difference because you see people or I see like the little commercials where, you know, get this little chakra stone, you know, this little chakra, all of your chakras, mm -hmm. and it's like a keychain or something. But the, sorry, but that stuff's plastic. You know, you can tell the difference between crystals and plastic and stuff. And sometimes people are fooled because they're not, in, it's not that they're not intelligent, but they haven't been made to be intelligent about the difference. Or they're just- Going by the colors uh, of chakras is good if you're working with candles. It's good if you're working if you're if you're getting a banner to, to view, but to go by the colors for the chakras is like a doctor prescribing an aspirin for every type of ailment in the body, and whether it be a headache or whether it be cancer. They're going to give you the same aspirin, and that makes a ton of sense. So, wouldn't don't. it also be though? Okay, like I said. There could be like eight different kind of crystals that all deal with these specific issues where this one works for you, but those four don't, you know? Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is, is depending on where you are in your life, trying to work with mm -hmm. chakra work and crystals at the same time, this crystal may be good for this chakra and so is these five. But today, this month, this exactly. one is the one you need. Right. But two months later, once this and one is Once the you build it exactly. up, then you need to move to the next and, one. And exactly. When I, and when I... <laughs> I don't want to say prescribe because that's not the right word, but when I, uh, yeah. Um, you give, are prescribing at the I, time. I prescribe, of what they yeah, the information of the crystals to them. 
if they're really in tune with the stones and they do meditation with it or just even allow the energy to work, I'll tell them, you know, eventually you might feel a stone that you don't need anymore. It's just going to, maybe it just doesn't feel right anymore. Uh -huh. Just put it away. Don't throw it away. Just put it away. Because you'll that come means, back to needing it again. Right. You might need it again or um, something else needs to come in view of that, for that chakra at the moment. But... Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, in that's more about learning to be in tune <coughs> with yourself, your chakras, in the healing process with the stones. And stones do change; they're not going to change overnight. I I know that. Exactly. But All right. Perfect example of what I'm trying to get at is, is I love rose quartz. However, I have some forgiveness issues. I have some trust issues, which. I am constantly always happening to work on my heart chakra. Moldavite is what I need. Mm -hmm. You know, there are times where the rose quartz will get my mind in a better place. But for my actual chakra, I need Moldavite more. So what I'm saying is uh, that's why I was touching base on it. Mm -hmm. Because depending on if you're out of alignment, if you're flat out blocked, if you're overactive... Those crystals may need to change according to work with you on where you are. And mine I, isn't just this life. Mine is also some past life issues, and I'm aware, and that's why I need the Moldavite, because I need something, I don't want to say stronger, but I need something that's more of my kind of energy. So I think it shifts. Mm -hmm. But I, that's why I was bringing it up, because like I said, with the colors, you're completely right. What I wanted to touch base on you may need more than one chakra set. You may need a couple and have to exchange them and intertwine them mm -hmm. from time to time. That's why I said I thought it was best when you said you don't really sell one. I mean, sell a bag and create your own. And I have found, too, on reading people that sometimes two or three stones come up for one area. Uh -huh. And it's like, okay, one day you're going to do this with it. And the next day you're going to do this with the other stone. Or mm -hmm. you're going to carry one and use one. It, it just it's however they, the guides tell me how you're using these stones, what they're, what, where you're placing them, and what you're doing with them. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's, you know, allowing that to just happen and to be... To, to work with them. You have to just work through the experience. You have to work through the experience and you have to believe in it. That's the next thing. You have to really believe in it. Um, but it's not just working with the chakras either. Um, <laughs> pterodactyl? No? Okay. What? Um, Me and her have a lot of really ancient work together, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Um, um, Is he flying around? Okay. Okay, um, well, the, while they're talking about pterodactyls, <laughs> yeah. I want to touch base on a couple of different things that people also ask me a lot about. Okay, this Number is a one, show about stones, not the Stone Age ladies. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, we might be taking stones all the way from there. <laughs> Please, like, The lightning. Number one, um, tumbled versus raw. Um, a lot of people ask, is one better than the other? Um for me, I prefer raw. I it, it's it's a mindset thing though, you know. To me, tumbled still remi reminds me of all natural. 
um, of the earth, so it, it keeps me informed about that. Um, tumbled, however, uh, tumbled is um, just as good. Uh, it, it is nicer to walk around with a tumbled stone in your pocket. Uh, those that are raw do tend to, you know, point you in poke you in the legs and so forth. So, uh, um, but it's your personal preference, okay? One is not better than the other one. The other question that arises that's a little bit more difficult to answer is um, uh, natural stones versus man-made stones. There, there are a lot of uh, man-made stones out there, and man-made is a broad term that covers everything from... Um, stones that are heat treated to create other types of stones to stones that are created from a process um, of mixing other things. For instance, um, bismuth cubes are, are designed from melting bismuth and then re-pouring it to form shapes. So, um, you know, when you get into those, the best thing that I can do is if your energy connects with that, then man-made or not, if it works for you, go for it. Um, that it's, it's going to be an individual by individual case, and it's, it's not a question that, you know, you can ask one person and get a true answer because what works for me may not for you and vice versa. Um, another thing real quick, the, this uh, roast quartz that I have is in heart shape. Uh, we carry a lot of different shapes of stones at the shop, and um, like I've been preaching all along, um, a lot of this, 51% of this game is uh, your intention, 49% is the stone itself. And uh, I carry these because a heart-shaped stone, every time you pick it out and hold on to it, hopefully after a while it's going to get you in the, uh, in the mindset of working for your heart or loving yourself or feeling for yourself. I carry spheres because the energy of that um, helps one to be well-rounded. Um, pyramids. I carry stones in pyramid form because the way those are shaped, it actually converts the energy to a stronger point so that it helps to magnify that energy for you with whatever purpose that it's doing. So, um, And lastly, um, I carry um, stones, uh, some of them that are in the um, shape of an egg. And we were talking about fertility and uh, um, and sexual issues earlier. That uh, you know, if you take that and hold it and use your intuition and think that will actually, or use that to create that mindset that it's helping you, then that's another step in the positive direction for it. I have a question. Sure. And more or less, as something is being told to me right now, and. I don't, I don't think that you sell it, but I, I'm being told to touch on it. Elixirs. Because people make elixirs with crystals. Do you have any books on it? Not, no. No. Now, one of the vendors that I order stuff from offers those. The reason why... And we're still in that new state that... I just, I, I, I maybe in some people don't three even know years about them had too. two or three people ask about them. Well, so the only reason I'm interrupting is because spirit, I think it, this has to be for somebody who's watching or going to be watching. Um, if you're going to be making elixirs, first off, 
know what you're doing and actually do your homework because mm-hmm. crystals are very good for holding and stuff, but elixirs is something you're drinking. And when you're doing elixirs, there's very much an importance of them to be tumbled. And some of them, even if they're tumbled, you cannot... Mix you with still water cannot and drink. Mix no. water and drink. They can still harm you. Mm-hmm. So there's. I'm being told, more or less, for whatever reason, you need to know what you're doing and don't just let me try without any idea because you may actually be causing harm to yourself. So if They're you're toxic. into it, it can be very toxic. For you all, you may want to look into books about it too to sell. But um, I'm being told for whatever reason that something to do with elixirs and crystals and you need to know what you're doing. And it's very important. But yes, they should very, be tumbled. And sometimes they can't be... Sometimes you can still make an elixir, but technically it's not allowed to be in the water. So, I mean, like I said, mm-hmm. make sure you know. Because, like, I've made selenite elixir before, but selenite's not to go back in the water. You know, it's supposed to be separated and set out. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I'm just saying for whatever reason I'm being told, apparently somebody's going to do something wrong. So, please, do your homework. And we have had people come in and ask about small tumbled stones to make their own elixirs. So, yes. So I may have to rush through these or uh, I'll get the 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 ruler on the hand from uh, Hill Hippie over there. You got 15 minutes. 15. Oh, wow. Okay, good. Uh, So the next topic I want to touch on is how to choose your stones. Now, in the shop, I have a full stone wall that's what uh, 10 feet long and, and probably 7 foot high. Each peg of each type of stone, I have uh, between 15 and 20 on a peg. Um, how do I pick out the one? Each stone has vibrational energy. We touched on that earlier. And each person has vibrational energy. Now, if you liken this to the old radio stations where you had to turn the dial, um, you want to find a stone that their vibrational energy matches up with yours on the radio station because that way you get the clear sound coming through. Um, If they don't match up, it will work, but it's not going to work as strongly if the two of yours, your energies match. So how do I know? I'm new with this. I don't know. So a couple of things are going to happen. You walk in and you're standing there in front of the stone wall and uh, suddenly your eyes will be pulled to different stones all over the place. Um, I call that the eye candy effect. Um, your body will know what you need because your soul is in there talking to it. It's telling you what you need to pick out. Um, it could be an, an attraction. Oh, this stone is just absolutely gorgeous. I need that one. And you just don't know why, but that's the one you got to go to. Um, and also, um, as you go through those... Um, from time to time, a person will feel the stones and they'll either get warm in their hand or they'll get cold and they'll have feelings along that line. So those are different ways that you can figure out which stones uh, will work for you. Now, also, um, a lot of people will come in and they'll say, like we were talking about earlier, I need such and such because I was told it's good for this. Okay, that's great. But when you walk up to the wall, you're thinking about this ailment that you need a stone for, and you're drawn to this one over here that is the farthest thing from the one that you were told about. And 
here again, the stones know best. This one over here is calling to you because that's the one that's going to work for your particular ailment, whether it be um, a stone for anxiety or, or headaches or, uh, or what have you. Um, there have been known to be a lot of stones on the wall calling out to people for different things that they need that uh, um, when they get up to the counter to pay, out of their mouth comes, I'd have never thought of getting this for that, but the stone told me, da-da-da. So, um, I think that also has to do with, in general, a lot of times we think we know what's wrong with us, but we're furthest from knowing what's wrong with uh, us. Right. Exactly. Like, when, exactly. like you know, Cheryl and I, I have talked about before, when we do readings, I tell people all the time, and I know she's the same, you know, I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. And mm -mm. it doesn't matter what you want, you're going to get what you need. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think the stones are doing the exact same thing, like you're saying, you may have come in thinking that this is wrong with you, but you're not really completely accurate about what it is that the crystal is actually telling you. No, no, no. We're going to work in this direction because you're all wrong again. Yep. And, and last but not least, there are those customers that go through experiencing all of the above and still don't buy it. And um, you will hear eight, nine, ten times a day, a stone hitting the floor <laughs> and and they don't believe me but if if you pass over that stone three or four times and that stone is trying to tell you something then you're going to accidentally brush up against the wall or you're going to hit another peg and a stone from what you're supposed to have is going to jump off the wall and land on the floor for you so um those Absolutely are true. just I've a seen few this stuff ways happen. that um <laughs> that you can choose stones. So, all right, so you've chosen your stone. Now, how do you work with them? Um, like I said, this is just as much your mind as it is the stone. So um, you have to believe in it first, okay? You have to be of the mindset that this is more than just a rock. This is a stone that carries energy in it that is, uh, is gonna work for you if, 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 as long as you believe in that. Um, when you believe on that, then you need to do a couple of things. First, you need to carry the stone on you. Um, and we will generally recommend that the closer you carry that stone to your ailment area, the better. Uh, whether that be in a necklace for your heart, uh, in your pocket for an ailment. Um, I've had people that had foot ailments that we've said to carry it in their shoe. Mm -hmm. in not the necessarily right. In, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, like Cheryl said, in their brassiere, um, uh, but someplace close to the ailment so it can work best for it. Um, if you have trouble sleeping, amethyst, put it under your pillow, okay? Don't put it right under your head, between your head and the pillow. That's going to keep you awake, but, uh, um, you know, just a little common sense about it will, will help you out. Uh, number two... Uh, oftentimes we'll tell people that uh, the best way to work with the stones for their particular ailment is to hold them and meditate with them just to get your your vibrational energy working and then feel that energy in the stones working and just kind of uh, melding together um, and three um, oftentimes through uh, Reiki um, Cheryl has done some sessions with a Reiki practitioner that we know in the area and um, you, can, you can use those stones right on the energy meridians or the chakras and um, 
use them that way to help that energy flow and break through and help you out. So um, those are just a couple of ways that you can use them to, to help you with the body. Um, and remember, there's many properties to each stone, so make sure that you're open to all of those possibilities. And now the part of the program that everybody wants to talk about. How do I cleanse my stones? That's an important part. It's very important. It, it is, yeah. because so many people come into the shop, and out of my mouth comes, do you cleanse them? And out of their mouth is... No. What's that? <laughs> do I give them a bath? Do they take them in the shower with me? Um, so They're not dirty. <laughs> yeah. If you only knew. Um, so... There is positive energy and there is negative energy. And your stones, just like you, are an energy magnet and um, you're, you, you don't just draw one or the other. You're going to, uh, to draw both. Stones have a, uh, a property of drawing negativity out of us into them. And it's usually, it's usually that negative energy. Uh, because they realize that if, if they pull that negative energy out of us, then that heals our ailments. So um, they pull it, but 99% of the stones don't have a way of releasing that energy. So how do we help them out with that? First and foremost, um, putting them out under the full moon. Now, no, that doesn't mean that you need to go out into the front yard and place them out under the full moon when the clouds are away and I get the full visual, okay, it's energy, people. It's not a visual, okay? It has, it's the energy of the full moon because the full moon is up there, all right? It's um, up there. <laughs> you can put them in a window that faces in the entirely different direction of the house, but because it's out under the full moon, it's picking up the energy of the full moon, Okay. Um, now, when you use the energy of the full moon, uh, Mother Nature has kind of given us a get-out-of-jail-free pass. And um, you, you can actually use the energy two days before the full moon and two days after the full moon. Okay? It, it is slightly reduced. It's like 85%, but it will still cleanse those stones. And some of you out there, and you know who you are, um, have stones that need to be out all five of those days. So, well, I feel like all three of you are looking at me. <laughs> and he's still looking at you. I'm just going to sit back here and turn knobs and fiddle with buttons. Number two on our list of the best things to cleanse your stones with is selenite. Um, because it's readily available. And because other than those five days of the full moon, you've got it all the other days of the, of the month to use. Um, it does a very good job of cleansing negativity and then releasing it um, itself. It doesn't hold on to that negativity, so selenite. Number three for us is Himalayan salt, uh, which works very similar to the selenite. Um, both of these, however, uh, if you use them heavily during the... Um, during the month, you want to show them some love on the night of the full moon, so do that. And then uh, last on our list is sage. Um, smudging the stones uh, is, is very good and works 
um, but you want to try to do the other three. Now, people ask me, how about sunlight? How about water? How about moonlight? Um, sunlight, I, I, don't, um, I, I don't really work with a lot because if you have a stone, for instance, like amethyst, that is going to fade in the sunlight, it is not going to be very uh, thankful that you cleanse it in sunlight. Um, and water? Big no-no. I don't care <laughs> how much you think this is tumbled and protected. Um, no. You could even use some type of, of sealers on them, which, no, don't do that. Um, but stones are porous. Stones and water should not mix unless you're only dabbing or rubbing uh, and then be very, very careful. Stones like selenite, uh, because of its shards, and this one's very getting very friendly with me, but um, water would make that completely fall apart in about three or four hours. Um, so I, I do not, not, not recommend water mm -mm. whatsoever. So, and, and last but not least to all of this is I've picked out my stones. I know what they do. I have uh, made sure that we make a connection. I have cleansed my stones. Am I ready to go? Well, yes, technically. But what you should also do is um, charge your stones or set your intention. Okay? Stones do a lot of things. Stones read your body and, and make connections <coughs> with what's going on and say, okay, he's got this ailment or that, or I could really help out here or there. Um, but if you meditate on them, uh, I highly recommend that you ask your guides and guardians to assist this stone in working to it, the best of its powers to help you out. Um, but just tell the stone, this is what I'd like for you to do for me. Can we work together? Um, sounds, sounds funny, but it's, as, it's really as simple as that. I tell people all the time, I'm like, just talk to your stone. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm like, talk to your crystals. And like I said, you heard me say in the very beginning of the show, I apologize to mine all the time. So, I mean, and there's only one thing I have to add because I know we're running out of time. It's almost time's up. But and I'll let you say one last thing if there's anything else you want to say. But I do want to say, uh, you can also cleanse them also to a point by returning them to earth. In a sense, by returning them to Earth, and and and, but I would tell you to watch that, and and I would tell you to watch that in the sense of, like sometimes people will bury them, even if it's just very not very deep, you know, just kind of like bury them in the in the Earth and allow you know the oneness and Mother Earth to cradle it more or less. However, the universe has a way of doing some funny things, so sometimes they just might swipe it because mm -hmm. I've had them also disappear that way. That being said, is there anything else you want to say before we finish up with the show? One last, as, one last thing. I was going to say, with that, yes, stones do have a habit of disappearing if you're not treating them right. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, not using if... them right, not cleansing them right, or if you're basically, you don't need them anymore. So stones do have a habit of disappearing. That's why I said I learned yeah. I have to tell them I apologize before yep. we even start. Now, you also have to know that stones that do the same thing um, it might not be a very good idea for you to wear both of them around your neck or in your pocket for instance 
clear quartz and smoky quartz and citrine. And yes, I've had people come in and had all three in a bag in their pocket. This is like, you know, um, J-Lo having three really big bodyguards and each one of them wants to be the number one guy. Okay? So they may very well push each other's energy out of whack to be the one that vies for their ultimate attention. So um, careful what you do. First and foremost, make sure that you go out there with an open mind and do it. And by all means, anytime you have any questions about it, you can call the shop, you can talk to Cheryl, you can talk to me, and uh, we will help you get into this. Um, it is greatly beneficial. Um, it is definitely a form of holistic healing, and uh, we need more of that in the world. So uh, thank you for listening to us. Hold up. Before we finish the show, why don't you remind them where you're located? We are located mm -hmm. at 914 Caroline Street and the shops at Caroline Square. And what that means is when you walk mm -hmm. up to 914 and you look at the door that has those numbers on it, you're going to see an antique shop. And... Um, Rather than be like most people and get on the phone with me, which you're more than welcome to, uh, we are in a shop that has 42 different vendors in it. And um, each of those vendors have small booths in there. I've got the whole back of the building. Um, but um, look past all the antiques, come all the way to the back, and we are right there with uh, everything that you need. Much love. From me, Hill Hippie, and the Grove of Bright Blessings. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs> Come now, my darling. Let's step back in time with me. Clear. Yeah, I posted a link to it. Yeah, the entire thing was out live. It was, by the way, Michelle, yeah. you have a very repetitive pattern to your hand motions. Hello? Yes. At one point, I had the recording screen up. I had my phone here and my laptop, and I was watching between the three, and I'm like, holy shit, the delay is gone on all the devices. Because I was, as I was looking, your hands were doing the same motion. Then the recording switched over, and I realized, no, there's actually a five-second delay on everything. You just have such a repetitive motion to your hands that it looked... <laughs>
this like everything had caught up with itself. Little Rosie? Little Rosie, yeah. Right. And Bonita Zarkerwerker, however you pronounce yeah, that. She said she was on, yeah. Yeah, she, uh, she said hi and bye. Oh, okay, cool. You know what I do for a living? Construction. I got duct tape by the ton. I got gorilla tape. I got a hundred mile an hour tape. Yeah, it's literally designed to hold shit in hundred mile an hour winds. So that video was posted, uh, was uh, was broadcast. It'll shortly be posted and available to share. And the good news is, not once did the Facebook police come after us. Okay. How, how do you get How do you get in jail? Well, not like not like she does, but there's a a show that for some reason. Uh, insists on Friday nights to do li uh, live DJ music, like a, a wiki, wiki, wiki DJ. And they will do this live to Facebook. And the engineer is working at that time, Scott, he has to constantly be on the uh, feed to find out when Facebook shuts it down for uh, the music being played. Because it's, it's not original music. He's using music from known artists. It's like, well, you probably don't have permission for that. Shut the feed down. So they have to restart the feed immediately. Wow. I don't agree with, but hey, they're putting money into the station, so do what you want.